0: Hello, welcome to another episode of I Love Rock and Roll. I'm your host, Ken Krantz, and uh, Chip couldn't be here today. He's on vacation. That's like Mm. the news. Yeah, that's Kahuna (laughs) behind the ones and twos. (laughs) Kahuna. What's going on, gentlemen? Um, Say hello to my guest host, uh, Chris Covert. You may remember him from the Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show episode. Or you may not. Or maybe forgettable.
1: Or maybe you're one
0: of the seven billion people who didn't hear it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's an average. <laughs> we don't we don't go we don't go to China. So yeah. there's what? Sex
0: right there. We're big oh. in uh, we're big in Brussels. I know that. There's somebody that downloads every episode the second they come out, then I'm super curious. Oh, about. I thought you meant the vegetable no okay no if you've seen me i'm clearly not big on brussels (laughs) sprouts but chris you were nice enough to bring in a special guest want to introduce him for us well since this is a bringer show
1: (laughs) (laughs) so he's showing up with guests (laughs) and we are here (laughs) yeah we are here we showed up at the at another at a different studio we're at studio two yes is that what we're calling this studio two Yeah, pretty much. Why not? Right. Um, I brought a a friend of mine. uh, He plays a little guitar. uh, Bobby Bandiera. Hi, kids. A local and worldwide legend. Right. And um, in my own mind, you're you're definitely a legend. I mean, you've people
2: have told me that you start. You know, we know you like in Japan. Okay. How how come nobody comes to see me here then? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's traffic it's, it's traffic it's a long it's a long drive this could double
0: is a cheap trick episode also <laughs> um no bobby you've got your resumes the real deal you you played and by the way i get all my information off the internet so yeah 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 if that's i good. if any
2: of it's wrong don't don't no hesitate. no it's okay because i've seen i've seen a lot of stuff that's wrong uh, uh, apparently i'm, I'm worth a million dollars yeah and i wouldn't be here no i was
0: You were worth a million, (laughs) weed. I wouldn't be here. Um, You were lead guitar for Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes for 20 something years. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Touring guitar with Bon Jovi. Yeah, Blind Anchovy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. um, the Bobby Bandiera Band, yes. Cool. And uh, I, I've
2: I've worked with Dave Edmonds. I've worked with Graham Parker. I've worked with Darlene Love. I've worked with Gary Bonds over the years. And I, only because I'm old is is why I work with all those people. And my career is so long, right? Because I'm old.
1: Just your career
2: is long. Well. I, we'll hear, talk, I hear we'll things th- about guitars. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I you know I ran on a bathroom wall. I was hung like a tuna can. I never touch bottom, but I raise hell on the sides. I don't, I don't know if you're gonna fit that in here somewhere, but that's gonna be the name of the episode. There you go. That might be the name of my next album. I never touch bottom,
1: but I raise hell on the sides. <laughs> Very of nice albums. You came out with your first album in '91.
2: I think so. I I think it was '91. Yeah. But you somewhere started around. playing it like six at 16, right? Uh, I was got my first guitar. 13, and I, I st- st- stuck myself in the basement, never came out. Where's Bob? He moved away, I think. <laughs> no, he's not in the basement practicing. And I started playing nightclubs at 16, three years later. Um, friends of mine, older friends of mine had a band home, and they they bought a club in Belmar called DJs, and I played there with them last night just for shits and giggles. But... uh. Yeah. I, I started working. Uh, I remember my mom saying, "It's you're, you're not going to finish high school. You're 16. I said, no. Nah. Well, my father was like, well, how much you making working in clubs with these Mama lukes?" I said, a thousand bucks a week. They said, <laughs> Viola, Phil and Viola, my mother and father. He's making more than both of us put together. <laughs> go, go. And there I went. And I'm still going, still going, still going, still going. Went, and so you grew up. Uh, you grew up on the Jersey Shore. Yes, yes, and and all the nightclubs from uh, Cape May to I don't know whatever the last exit on the Parkway is. Yeah, all, all these places on the Jersey Shore, Dodds in Orange, uh, DJs. Uh, Dunes Till Dawn and Margate City and every place in between. Yeah. Every place in between. But it's been a fun ride. Uh, I'm not done yet. <laughs> so there's still, I'm, I'm sure, a few more clubs that'll that I'll that'll have me.
1: So that was, you were pretty early on when you were like, oh, wow, I can do what I love and make money. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, at that point, I didn't know that uh, it was that enticing. It, at that point, all that I cared about is learning the right chords and, and trying to sing. And and I guess in a couple of years, 13, by 15, I was pretty good playing guitar. And, and all my friends were like, you got to hear this kid. You got to hear this kid. You got. And then 16, three years later, my neighbor who was the keyboard player in the band Home, he says... I'm going to bring Bobby around because we need a guitar player. Their their guy was leaving the band. Well, how old is he? He's, uh, he's 16. <laughs> it's not going to work because we're going to be playing nightclubs. Oh, no, no, we'll figure something out. His brother is older than he is and he's got an ABC card. We'll have him borrow his ABC card, but I, kn- I don't look anything like my brother. Thank God they didn't have a photo picture on, yeah. <laughs> on the thing at that time. But yeah, I jumped in Jumped in, started playing, and 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 there it went. It uh how much could I make doing this? You could you you could do pretty good for a 16-year-old kid, uh, even a 20-year-old kid doing this. And as luck would have it, it 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 plugged me in to things that were bigger and better over the years. Uh, here I am in cats on a smooth surface, uh, 1980, 79, 80. And playing the Stone Pony and the summer of 81 who comes in the door, but gruesome string wiener, uh, Bruce Springsteen, (laughs) Bruce Springsteen and hey, Bobby, how you doing? I said, I'm all right. He says, you mind if I come up and play a song? I said, you're Bruce, right? He says, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Of course, we'll, we'll try to I squeeze wasn't, you. I wasn't Fine. sure who he was at the time. Never met him, you know. I, I, I've heard of him. I had heard of him, but uh, and then we we became friends over the years from that. And then the next thing, the Southside Johnny's Horn Section are coming in the club, which they would frequent the club anyway because they all lived in the area. And see me playing, and hey, uh, the Jukes are going to need a guitar player very soon. I said, congratulations. No, 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 no. Why, why don't you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, let me see, let me see. So then, I, I thought about it for a minute. Yes, let's let's go ahead and and get that going. I haven't played in a band that was a recording band up till then. Uh, And I thought this would be a great opportunity to to write some of my own material and try and get that on on the record, Mm -hmm. and and I did. Uh, And then uh, one thing after the next that got plugged into uh, uh, Graham Parker, Uh, that got plugged into Dave Edmonds. You know, all from other people that I was meeting, networking. You know, meeting people. You play my gig, I'll play your gig. You meet this guy, you meet that guy, and and all of a sudden, y- your reputation is getting around as as a, a good guitar player and a singer, which I was still trying to be. I don't know that I was, but uh, it 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 opened some doors, and it and it was lucrative up until probably. A week ago
0: Explains (laughs) Explains what you're doing here why I'm here
2: If I had a million dollars I wouldn't be here
0: I wouldn't listen if I had a million dollars I wouldn't be here either (laughs) I'd be doing a podcast Called watch me spend a million bucks <laughs> Watch me smoke a million dollars.
2: I wouldn't I would listen because I don't think I'm ever going to have a million dollars. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chris and I are friends, and he says, come on. Let's do the show. What are you doing? I said I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. I usually sleep on. And Tuesdays. don't go to the wrong place, which I did. <laughs> I followed uh, the directions I put in my GPS. And it took me about a mile from here, yeah. some other building. Anyway, we found you, and uh, here we are. God loves there us. There you are. And um, so I went on
0: YouTube looking for interviews of you last night. Yes. There's not a ton of interviews out there, but There's, I've, yeah, a few. There's, I've found hundreds of performances. Yes. You're like a human jukebox.
2: Well, I've been told that in all my life, you know, but it, it's just... You know, people are good at certain things. They're not good at many things. Some are. But music was always so dear to me that it anything I've heard and come across would kind of stick in my head. And I'm like, get out. Get out. Get out of my head. But it stays. And all of a sudden, you've got all this catalog of songs over the years. I stopped. Trying to remember words these days. Yeah, I <laughs> bring out a, a book or <laughs> or an iPad to remember lyrics. But most of the time, I remember the music pretty much spot on. Uh, and and rock and roll. Uh, I think the golden era for rock and roll was the '60s, although it started in the late '50s. But uh, and they say it's dead now. But uh, I don't believe that. I'll never. I'll never believe that. In any case, being there for for the golden years, I think had a lot to do with it. It was just um, it was magic. And it hasn't been done since, right. You know, uh, I think music is hurting these days in a lot of ways. Uh, certainly starting off with songwriting and and, and singers, there's some good ones. There's some good ones, but I think there's a lot of laziness. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything in
1: quite a while that I was like, "Oh, that's new."
2: I I am so overjoyed that, about having been there in the '60s at, at a young age, you know, 13, 14 years old, uh, to to witness all t- some of the best songwriters that the yeah world has ever offered, and the Beatles and, and uh, Bob Dylan and what Paul would, Simon. What would you? W-
1: what would you say that you remember hearing and being like? Oh, I got to do that. Give me a guitar.
2: Um, well, the, one of the f- couple of first records that I, I bought, uh, album wise, and stuck myself in the basement with was "Are You Experienced," Jimi Hendrix. Of course, uh, Cream, Disraeli Gears, uh, and people wouldn't see me for weeks. We were playing baseball in the street on on the pavement. We didn't have a park near us, so we played football and baseball on the street. I I said, "Oh, it's just right down the stairs here." You could have knocked on the <laughs> door; I would have come out. But uh, that's like me don't listening to Richard Pryor in the basement. I'm yeah. going to learn this whole
1: act. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's where we start, right? Yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta start somewhere, and if you're smart enough, you you make it your own. You know, but you got to start somewhere. You got to be influenced by something or someone. So, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and Jimi Hendrix and Chuck Berry and Young Rascals uh, were all being played on on the radio. Uh, WCBS AM radio mm-hmm. was was the radio that was popping when I was a kid, uh, and they played everything, and it was great. It was great, but. uh it's fond memories growing up girl across the street was your mother and father going to leave the house soon i said yep around seven o'clock come on over wash my hair so she'd come and wash my hair and and other things <laughs> <laughs> that i won't talk about
0: you're back my back <laughs> my um Do you remember the first time you heard
2: one of your songs on the radio? Uh, That was fun. That was fun. Um, I had a single from an independent label, Turnpike Records. Original. Very original. Anyway, uh, they put out a single for me, uh, Come On Caroline. And WDHA had played it. And I, I, I was on a tour bus. And I was with Southside at the time. Uh, and we were coming into town and, and it came over the radio. I was like, everybody like, hey, there's your song on the radio. I said, it's pretty crazy, right? Hearing it? it. I was overjoyed. And I thought, oh, now everybody else is going to start to play it. And they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had one or two friends at WNEW in New York, and they had played it a, a good handful of times. But it's who you know, and it's you plug in that way, and de- depending on how much buzz there is about some stupid kid playing the stone pony, who cares? You know, <laughs> it, it,
3: but it's a
1: pretty big deal. Y-
2: you got to go. You got to you get your start somewhere, and and
1: and back then it was hard. It wasn't like networking now when everyone's on Facebook or yes. Instagram or whatever. You, at the
2: Back then, you had to get in your car and go there. And, yeah, you know, write them a letter. Write them a letter. <laughs> try and get them on the phone. No, we won't be back for two years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Show like, up, get turned away, come back, show that, up, get all
1: turned that, away. All that. You had to go to the phone in the kitchen on the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you have a rotary? All that. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah.
2: But that that was all fun. I mean, uh, like I said, uh, you meet guys along the way that can further your career as you're helping them further their careers. Although I stuck with Southside for 26 years and forgot about my career. And I thought to myself, what about me? So, I mean, and then the older you get, the the less any record companies want to know who you are because they want to know that you've got some youth and you've got some power to to do this for a while if they're going to get behind you. Right. You know, you don't walk in as a 35 year old guy and think that you're going to take over the world. But
0: isn't it funny, though, because you get all that experience to the point where you're you can blow. A college kid out of the water. Yes, and yes, yeah.
2: they care about the look. They care the image. about the they, Yeah, sure enough, it all starts from the song. It all does start from the song, but I don't know. It's all about the bass. I, I don't understand that song. Why that became such a big hit? But, but it's 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 for the kids, and she was a kid when she sang it. Right. I don't even remember the artist, but kids buy records. Yep. Kids buy records. So. Uh, and now that that's kind of obsolete, you know yeah, what's a record? you you make a song now and you, and you you put it out on the internet and you can't do that because you're never going to be able to make a disc and sell it from the disc, right right you know uh, so everybody gets it for free now, you know uh, but it you know it is what it is. You keep doing what you do because you love what you do. I keep writing, I keep playing you know I, uh, you're not going to keep me down yeah well it's almost like it's almost
0: like the 50s again where just in terms of um in the 50s it was all singles on jukebox yep. nobody cared about albums yep and then the yep. 60s albums started outselling singles the and, and the al- yeah the lp became very important okay. but we've sort of gone back to Now with Spotify and all the streaming, it's almost like just a global jukebox again. And you're back to...
2: It's good in some ways and it's not as good in in other ways. Uh, I mean, back then in the 50s into the early 60s, the big band era guys who were branching off to rock and roll, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry was a a big band era guy Mm -hmm. that decided... At some point, he was just going to make his own records, and a lot of his production comes from big band era stuff. But you know, when he has his hit record, and then Bobby Rydell has his hit record, they all pile onto a bus and and they travel the country as a review. Right. You you got Chuck Berry sitting across from you and. uh Bobby Darren sitting across from you and the, the Supremes and blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. That must have been a blast. That must have been a blast. I wish I was part of that, but uh, there's there's been some good things come my way and in, in, in touring the world like 150, 200 times uh, and, and playing with uh, bands that, that appreciated and respected what I did as to why I got to play with some of these bands, but, uh you know, uh, I kind of let my own career go off to the wayside, helping other people with their careers. Right. You know, I should have been more intent on the fact and the idea of that I should write my songs and, and just be me, you know, but it is what it is. I had a great career, no regrets. It ain't over. <laughs> and you know, no, I'm still here.
0: Nope, I was, wa- I was watching clips of you from like last week that, that were uploaded, so you're clearly,
2: yeah. and you have, uh, you have a big show coming up at the Count Basie Theater? Yeah, I got uh, September 10th and 11th, and I finally talked them into letting me do a night of my own material. Oh, that's great. And they were like, yeah, you could do that, but maybe you should add something to it. I... <laughs> I said, what, like hairdressing? What do you want me to do somebody's hair? No, you know, it's great. No, we think it's a great idea that finally you should be out there doing your own material in concert. I said, okay, so what's the problem? Well, if you could throw in another hour's worth of material. I said, I'll be up there for nine hours. That's how much material I have. It's not, I'm only joking, but... I have, uh, you know, a couple hours worth of my own songs, but I figure to spice it up a little bit, I'll do my hours worth of Bobby Bandiera songs, and then I'll do songs from the bands that I've played with over the years. Yeah. So there's gonna be some Bruce songs. There's gonna be some Southside and Johnny and the Juke songs. It's gonna be some Graham Parker and Dave Edmonds yeah. songs thrown in there. And I think it makes for a good show. Nice. And it's selling. So that's that's a good thing. Awesome. <laughs> Although it's a, most of my family that's buying the tickets, but no it's it's selling. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, is there anything worse I know as a comedian when I look out into the crowd and I see my family and friends there there is no worse feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: I I don't I go the opposite way with that because excuse my French but I fuck with them when we're home. Yeah. So I fuck with them even more yeah. when
1: in the <laughs> oh, Yeah. I, he has a crew that follow him leave around.
2: me alone <laughs> we're not coming back we're leaving don't leave I'll, I'll cut it out don't leave anyway
0: so that's september 10th and 11th you said september
1: 10th and
2: 11th at the sun eagles golf club oh it, Town. it's it, yeah it's a basie sponsored oh, show. very cool yeah yes awesome yep Holds five hundred tickets. So get out there and buy your tickets. I think it's selling well, but there may be a few left. Get them before they go. All that. And is is it both nights? Uh, your
0: music and yes, an hour covers. Yep, it's great. Yep. yep, yep, Now is this the Bobby and
2: uh, the Bandiera band? Or, yes. Or, okay. Bobby Bandiera band. Right. uh the, the pick out of uh, local guys that I've played with over the years that I think would be appropriate for. This this setting, my songs, and there's going to be a full three piece horn section, a couple God. of girl singers, uh, Jillian McCoy, and Leon Holmes, uh, a key- keyboard player, two guitars, bass, drums. Holy shit. And then uh, Bobby Express, there's the gonna Holiday be, Express. It's there's going to be a couple Express. of guests that come in, yeah. you know, a couple of keyboard player guys that, that come in, friends of mine. Not co- not covert. I, hope. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think I was
0: I was almost going to be like, yeah, I'm going to this.
2: But <laughs> he, he told me he's got a melodica. He'll play it from the audience. <laughs> but you know, yeah, he could be part of the show. Be part of the show. Just I, don't give him a microphone. <laughs> you can play whatever you want. I watched you.
0: Uh, one of the songs I watched you do last, and I watched you do Baba O'Reilly oh. with a female violin player. Yes, that was. Unbelievable!
2: Those songs are fun because uh, of the orchestration. You 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 you're at liberty to have a violinist, and if you know one that's good enough, which I know a few in the area, uh, you could get away with doing that song. Yeah,
0: because that can't be an easy song to cover. Yeah, that's got to be an easy song to it's, come off not
2: sounding good. It's it's tough because you got a, 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 a when he recorded it, the, the Who. Uh, Pete Townsend, it was a, a, a uh, keyboard a synch, synchronized keyboard part that went throughout the whole song. Mm-hmm. And you had to kind of learn that in order to stick to the chord changes that would happen in the course of the song. I don't know exactly how they did it, but live, uh, I couldn't let the keyboard player sequence the, the keyboard and, and leave it at that, he actually had to play so that if it went left or it went right here a little bit, you just follow and right. fall right in. and Yeah, but I think the band's always done a good job over the years, the last several years that I've been doing that song and, and pulling that song off. Um, there's been a couple of whose songs, uh, Love Rain or Me. Was another one, I, I I saw Eddie Vedder do it at a an awards show, covering that Who song, mm-hmm. and I was like, Holy shit! Yeah, it can't be an easy song, man. It's it. it's unbelievable. I'm going to give it a shot. So I started doing it, and people did were, you lock yourself in the basement again? I, of course, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Years later, though, it's only for like an hour to learn it, not yeah. ten. Right. <laughs> so so actually, no, that's not true. That's that song's pretty intricate. Uh, But to make sure all the members of the band are on the same page, you're emailing back and forth and phone calling back and forth. Don't forget this part. And don't forget that part. And don't forget these parts. And, you know, we get to a rehearsal and everybody had done their homework. And it's like, hold on. Oh, my God. It just comes together. together Love that. Doesn't always doesn't always. But. Yep. What, what's super great about, I've seen Bobby a
1: bunch of times He always looks like he's having fun I don't know how many times he's played Whatever song he's playing yeah. But he always looks like he's having fun And that makes it fun for You've seen comics do their yeah. bit for Like 10 years and, yeah, and you they know look when like me Not having it.
2: fun right? <laughs> yeah, But
0: they
1: it's just an like automatic you still, response
2: You still have a passion for it yeah. You still love it I do, I want it to be as good as it can be So 9 out of 10 times if the drummer's not going the way it should be going I'll stop the band to talk to him about wh- why and why he's not doing what uh, needs to be done and and that's why I don't have any drummers anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Well, that's got to be. It's
1: it not happens
2: because like, you're also the coach while you're up there. You're the band and and yeah. I mean, you know, look, wear a your, lot of hats. It's your name up there, and, and 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 somebody in the band isn't coming to the party. It's it's your name. Oh man, I went to see them and they sucked. Why? But I don't know what it was. It's not. They're not going to say it was the drummer, or they're not going to no, say it was. Saying, he, maybe he, the they just sucked, ear right. So that means yeah. I suck, right? Right. So, and I suck, but you know. <laughs> but you're having fun. <laughs> come time. out, come out and see for yourself, and make your own decision. So yeah, I wanted to ask you that. So because
0: you see this, you see this with comedians too. So you go from you're playing stadiums with what's what's more fun for you? Um, like anonymous side guy at a stadium show. You know, playing to a hundred thousand people, or your that's band, not, your no, guy—that's
2: that's not as much fun. Yeah, that's not as much fun. You can get the opportunity to open for some guy that's got sixty thousand people in front of you, and and really, if you're not the main act, they don't give a, a rat's ass who you yeah. are. <laughs> in in your own little pond in your area that you're from, the tri-state area here. Uh, People, uh, people respect what I do, and they know who I am. But th- there again, in, in playing, if you're going to get the opportunity to open for somebody, you want to make sure that you have a record to push, and somebody's playing that yeah. record, right? Because if they're not, nobody in the audience is going to know you from Adam. Right. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard to be an opening act. And I've, I've, I mean, you would know better, but I've, I've
0: heard this doesn't happen in comedy, but I've, I've read a lot of books on the subject, especially back then the sixties and seventies. Yes. Uh, headlining acts were real shitty to their opening bands because they were scared of being upstaged. Right. So. Right. When you'd see an opening ba- I love that. Like, cause I love seeing that in comedy too. I love when you see an opening band <laughs> blow the main act yeah, off the yeah, stage, yeah, and you been realize been how times. hungry they are. Yeah, um, that's. But but I I've read like like uh, Aerosmith used to. They would give you they wouldn't give you a sound
2: check. They wouldn't give you as many amps. You got to set up around their stuff. First of all, Um, they're not going to use all the cameras that they normally use for the the main band. You'll get one camera. So if it's on the singer the whole time, nobody's going to know there's a band behind them right except yeah. for what they hear but yeah no it's it's tough it's tough it really is but you, you all come up from something somewhere and and y- you stick at it and if you're good you're good you're 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 going to get somewhere with it yeah. whether you get everywhere with it which not everybody can i mean and bands that aren't good have also gotten and risen to the top sure, sure. and become famous. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things. If, if, you, if you've got a passion for it and, and it's something that you really want from the bottom of your heart, keep keep on pushing because something will come out of it for you. I think that's the same for, for comedy,
1: although we do know a couple – I like to call them Rudy's of comedy. They just everyone's telling them they can't. They're never going to do it, and right. they just keep showing up. But right. a
0: lot of heart, little talent. But there is, I mean, but there's something to be said. Like sometimes, maybe you should listen. Like sometimes, <laughs> right, right. And and but we also know like persistence is such a a, a thing in this business well, where like, the, you know terrible comedians who've been at it for ten or fifteen years. Yeah.
2: Just because they they refuse to go away. Yeah right. Yeah, those there's those bands in the same respect, you know? But the the worst thing is going to see a concert and the opening act, given it they're all and nobody cares, and you're like, oh God, I feel for these guys. I feel for these guys. How how is that making them feel that they're not even being acknowledged by the audience, yeah, <laughs> and nine out of ten times you're only playing to maybe a quarter of the house. Right, sure, people aren't in the yet. room yeah. to see whoever it is. It's opening up, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough, but uh, you know, I, I, I knock on wood, I'm lucky. That in the the tri-state area here, I I'm doing pretty good, and my phone is always ringing for work. And I hey, you want to play here. I don't have time for that now. Let's check back in the fall, uh, which is good. I'm working. Yeah, hell yeah. And I'm still working. Uh, uh, do I be? Do I want to be working that much anymore. I mean, I used to work five nights a week, but I can't sustain five nights a yeah, week. These are anymore. long voice late nights. Just and, yeah. yeah, just doesn't hold up. Uh, I'm good for two nights, and then I need a night off before I do another two nights. Sure, and that works. Four nights a week is good, and and most guys, I, I think that are still doing it out there, uh, you know, uh, ha- work by that rule of thumb. They need a they need a night or two off in between. Yeah, it's draining physically yeah. and uh, can be mentally. And well. and touring, it's not like you're you're going up the road to another place. You're going to a different country, so yeah. you're going to a different time zone, and it beats you up and it. Sure, but it's it's all fun. It's all fun touring. Uh, you know, is not as shiny and new uh, after I've done it so many times, uh, but it, it's still fun to go back and see some of the places over the years that you've enjoyed being in. And uh, I, uh, if I get to do it again, great. If I don't get to do it again, it's fine with me. I'm hanging out uh, at home. Outside
1: of uh, the good old U.S. of A., what's your favorite country to play?
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. England's always been great. You know, uh, Southside's always done well there, got a good foothold there. and, and, And you allow me to sing a couple of songs and then. He'll allow me to sell sell my records while we're on tour there. And that's cool. I remember one time, though, (laughs) I get a phone call from his manager. Uh, You know, John's a good guy. I said, Uh oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, How many records, because I had a new record out at the time, how many records do you plan on bringing with you to sell? I said, uh, Probably about 200. 200? He says, do you think you could sell them all? I said, oh, yeah. He says, well, I'm going to have to ask you to not do that. Uh, I said, why? He says, because I'm trying to push my artist. I said, well, he's already said to me, feel free to sell your records. I have to intervene. I have to say, no, don't do that. And it put a rift in our relationship. I said, but... Other guys in the band who are making their own local records are allowed. They're only selling ten or twenty records. I said, "Look, I'll take you out to dinner if I could. You let me yeah. sell my records." Yeah. <laughs> now he, he 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 got all uppity about it. And I said, Okay, and uh, I didn't sell my records here, but I've done it. Be- you know, on other tours that I've sold.
0: That's too bad. Records. Where it's like these corporate guys. Get stuck in the middle. Like you're, yeah. you're 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 talking the South Side. Yeah, and you, can, and we're and you
2: know South Side doesn't And he's care gonna say to me, it. Yeah, man, come on, bring your bring your records and do your thing, you know. And at some point you'll be coming over here on your own. And um but you know, when I heard that I was I was eh, It's the same. Uh, the managers yeah. always seem to get in the way and we have uh a- corporate guys, like you say. There's kind of an unwritten rule, like, because I have
1: merch, and I, if I'm opening for somebody, I'll always ask if it's cool. Right. And then the follow up, because I don't want to undersell them. So whatever they're selling theirs for, I have to at least match. <laughs> you can't right. just go, oh, mine's a dollar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, What's some, uh, you got any cool road stories, any kind of craziness going on? Um, I know there always is.
2: You can say whatever you want. Cool road stories. between the three of us. Cool road stories. Uh, Oh, man, they're bad. They are bad. I don't know if you can use any of this. And you games. probably won't want to. But I'll put it out there. People like a little you know, a sneak peek behind
3: the
1: curtain. What's going on back well, there? What's
2: up? I joined the Jukes and I became uh the, the trumpet player's roommate because we were doubling up on the road at the time. And uh on the tour bus one day I, I expressed to the rest of the band at when I was 19 I was as much into joking around as the next guy or, or not but I, I I was one of those guys likes a joke uh, I remember renting a house down the shore because I was playing down the shore a lot 19 years old um, and I had my girlfriend with me and in a house of uh, eight other people who were nine to fivers and that were happy that they could rent their house for the summer, be on the beach at eight in the morning yeah. because they knew, knew they had to go back to their job on Monday. Right. But they could come back on the next weekend and have fun like that. And that. So I'm in this house uh, and a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, not that good, but a very good <laughs> friend of mine, you know, he, he we were kooky and and doing our thing at, at the club uh, on any given weekend night. Uh, Friday, wake up Saturday morning, and I wouldn't wake up till ten thirty, eleven o'clock, because I was working till one thirty in the morning, and then, you know, partying a little bit after. I wouldn't get to bed till four. In any case, uh, I wake up and I wake my girlfriend up, and I say, "Honey, let's check the house to see." if there's anybody else left, as everybody may have gone to the beach already. So my best friends in the next room passed out cold, Quaaludes, I'm sure, bourbon, whatever. Uh, And uh, is that camera on? (laughs) So, So I didn't have anything on except for a pajama top. Then I walked into the room and, and I said to her, I said, I'm going to go wake him up. And she's like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to wake him up. <laughs> so his head is hanging off the side of the bed and his mouth was wide open. And I put my dick in his mouth and he started choking. And between that and her, her <laughs> well, screaming. we've all been there.
3: Oh, my God, he just <laughs> stuck his dick in your mouth. I you motherfucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he, uh, he, I had to run And lock myself into the bathroom Because he wanted to kill me Yeah He really? caught that could've... Yeah Imagine he that He took offense to that Imagine that, that. <laughs> 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 he must have thrown every piece of furniture and shoe at me as I was trying to run down the steps. And I finally locked myself in the bathroom and <laughs> trying to knock the door down. And I I had to wait till he calmed down after about 20 minutes <laughs> and I it was safe to go out. And I walk out and he's laughing. And he's laughing and he's like, You know there's karma, right? <laughs> I said I'm willing to take the risk. I could, you know, look, it happened. Nothing we can do to change it, and and we're going to live the rest of our lives with it. I still see him. I see him. I Come tell on, you, that, we'll meet for dinner. That it's is not what you expect. Not the story no. I was
1: expecting. I, I yeah. thought maybe somebody farted on stage or something. but well. wow. No, that guy. that's a
0: risky move with Quaaludes in the house too. <laughs> yeah. <buddy.
2: laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, were,
0: were, were Quaaludes the greatest drug oh all my time, god. or is that just in my head? From oh the One time god. I tried it.
2: <laughs> I don't want to advocate drugs, but oh my but god!
0: But they don't. They lost the recipe. Like Quaaludes, yeah, no, they were they, not they, they, they just Put them off the planet. I did one in the nineties. I did one of those lemons, like yes. they talk about yeah, yeah. in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was everything that that movie cracked them up to be.
2: Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Positively. Was, you ch- It just makes you. Well, I don't even want to go there, but yeah, it relaxes you. You could be who you want to be. And I laughed my ass off. You could joke like have, however hours.
1: much you want to joke. You could put your dick in a guy's mouth. You could <laughs> get a guy's mouth. <laughs> I don't think this is the drug
0: for me.
3: <laughs> uh, like, yeah.
0: uh, that's where that's maybe where I would have been like, um I'll switch to code. Is that a side? Effect.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did send me a note like five hours later. Can you do it again? (laughs) All right. So, for the people listening who were were on a napkin, maybe
0: getting upset, they they were all, he was all right with it. Yeah. He didn't do the me too thing. It was a, it was a, uh, anyway, it was a bonding experience.
2: Road stories. Jesus, road stories.
0: Do you have a moment of like, Doesn't even have to be like the biggest show you ever, but just a moment of like where you're looking around at the people you're with and you're like,
2: how the fuck did I get here? Uh, Oh, several. (laughs) Well, I was with Southside at the time. We were playing a gig in a train station. (laughs) In a train station under the ground. And the audience was great. uh, And it was fun. It was actually fun. I don't know how... They kept any trains from going by as we were up there playing, but there probably was one or two that did, but not loud enough to drown out a band with a huge PA system and all that stuff. But uh, I remember Johnny uh, used to hold the mic out on the mic stand to the audience Mm -hmm. to sing. It might have been we're having a party, you know, one of the encores at the end of the show. And the microphone dropped out of the, the holder, out of the clip, and it popped some guy on the head. <laughs> <laughs> it like, and it was funny. I, I, I was like, Johnny, do that again. It's, Shut up! Why it supposed to happen like that? <laughs> and then Johnny. You, and then you she, stuck your dick in his mouth, right?
1: <laughs> laying on the ground. <laughs> no, it
3: wasn't, wasn't Southside, unfortunately.
2: Unfortunately, it wasn't Southside. It was another... <laughs> anyway... That that was funny. And another time he had he's doing his thing and he had broken the mic stand out of the base. So now he's walking around. <laughs> I said, Johnny, yeah, let's do We Are the Champions. I said, you look just like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Shut up!
1: <laughs> Try this yourself! <laughs> well, I see you brought your guitar.
2: I could do it's a song. Is- I don't know if I have any voice at the time of day, but let me see. A long, long time ago. No, I'm kidding. I should still
3: remember. Who's
2: got 14 minutes to kill? (laughs) Make me smile. And me too, while we're
0: at it. If you want, we could uh, stare at our phones while you play and make it feel like a real concert.
3: (laughs) Yes. Does that that,
0: that that piss you off when you see? Oh no! When you see somebody like just on the phone, I was watching a video of you last night as you were playing like like, wild horses or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some guy was just standing there staring at his phone the whole time, talking to his buddy, like completely unaware that he's at a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that infuriate as comics? If they were all doing it, it it would. Oh, that's all I see when I'm on stage. It can be a hundred people laughing. Yeah, and you see one person, one person like that. Yeah.
2: Well, at least I have the the the. Luxury of having an instrument to, to play over them yeah. in, in yeah. that degree, in that in that regard, uh, where you guys, if you're not speaking, you're seeing that, and it's like, hey, yeah. that's insulting. Yeah, yeah.
1: distraction you know? is comedy. Yeah, enemies. it's
2: distracting. Uh, uh, I wrote a song during COVID. <laughs> I hope I remember all the words.
3: Out of the darkness. I see you come into view Like the Madonna Light shines all around you
2: Was
0: excellent. You just wrote that during COVID.
2: I did. I wrote it because I, I miss playing and I miss my fans and I wanted to let them know I'm still here. Don't don't worry. We'll get through this in the arms of your love. And uh, when I played it the first time, everybody walked out. What? No, I'm not oh. <laughs> Like you're
0: a stranger so, to bad yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: no, I'm that, Ken I'm used to
0: it I'm, I'm used to
1: it uh, Of course uh, well, oh, I man. did that show um, back in June I, There was a guy there that said that you were You guys had a band when you were kids Oh, yeah. And you were the lead singer. I I, said, well, that's funny because Ken doesn't even have a good speaking voice.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, it didn't last long. We made it a few. It was all all I ever wanted to do was be a musician. I come from a musical family, Mm -hmm. but it all skipped over me. Like I didn't get my brother can play any instrument Mm. by ear. My grandfather had his own um, orchestra. He was like the leader of a big band. Cool. He, uh, my mom played the piano. I didn't uh, get any of it. So I, I tried being a singer in a band and they threw me out after <laughs> three practices.
2: Everybody left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> including your parents. So, uh, you're, uh You have a brother that plays. Uh, my brother, Frank. Frank plays drums. Frank, uh, we, we play, he's two years older than me. And we'd be down in the basement uh, playing Poxy uh, Lady" or, or uh, "Sunshine of Your Love," and the f- uh, plaster'd be falling from the ceilings. We'd be getting yelled at by the, <laughs> the the landlord of the house. God damn it, kids! <laughs> my father's like, "Look, you got to calm that shit down because we're gonna get evicted here." But uh, they were actually pretty good. They let us they let us play and go in the basement forever. Uh, And he he played up up until probably ten years ago, Uh, and he's not playing much anymore these days. But uh, my brother Loghead, he got a nickname when I was ten years old. He was twelve, and he said Loghead. I said, "It's it's as good as any other nickname." And my father used to yell at me, "Don't call your brother Loghead," and then get your penis out of his mouth. <laughs> no, that's a different guy. Uh, different guy. <laughs> so, uh, loghead. Uh, you know, over the years, uh, Bruce Springsteen, gruesome string wiener, and you know, you like to nickname people. Yeah, Glenn Burtnick, burnt clam dick. You know, <laughs> uh, you know look, I, I, I'm kind. I'm kind.
1: And they all kind of catch. I I nicknamed. They're Chris- not all genitalia names.
2: Well, but a lot of them. Just, a lot just of them the are good ones. Yeah. Well, that's just the good ones. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I gave uh, Big Kahuna back there his nickname, and it's stuck. It's huh? yeah. It, he can't leave home without Big it Big now. One out. Yes, Big Kahuna okay. Christian. I yeah. I love that. Honestly, out of all the nicknames I've had, it it kind of so,
2: it's it's the it's the best. Have you ever had to come close to uh, punching anybody out for a nickname? I did really, yeah.
1: Really? <laughs> I did one time. Uh, it wasn't really a nickname, as someone just called me the N word straight to my face, and I just knocked him out. That
3: but but, uh,
2: but that'll do it. Yeah, that, hey. <laughs> I'll never call you nice again. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> ay,
3: ay,
0: ay. Oh my God. So I, I got to imagine it. So it's got to be tough. Like it is in comedy on some levels when, when your peers are your friend, when your friends are your peers yes. and then all of a sudden you see them, you see them rising really fast. Yeah. Um, but I got to imagine you're 14 or 15 and and you're learning to play the guitar and somebody comes to you and says, you're still going to be doing this. 40 years later, these are all the things you're going to do. Yeah. Like you, you'd sign that deal in a heartbeat, right? Positively.
2: Positively. But that's as a kid, that's what you're thinking. I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. I'm going to get there one day. Yeah. And doesn't happen, <laughs> but but I did play the Ed Sullivan Theater quite a few times with whomever, right? Which is I, which is good. It's, which is you're good.
0: standing on the same same stage
2: as. But but even even those that sing and play as good, if not better, than those that have made it, right? And, and in that that sense, uh, you know, you got Bruce and you got uh, whoever. You know, the Rolling Stones and, uh, you know, they were just me and you and they were our age. Right. They were uh, kids that, oh, this is fun. I want to do this. I heard I saw Elvis and I saw a clip of Elvis and I heard Elvis's records. That's what I want to do. Shut up and you're going to school. Uh, But, you know, it's when it's your passion and it's your heart that's telling you, you got to you got to give it a shot and go for it. Uh, and there's some instances where you're like, I should have listened to my mother and become a lawyer. Yeah. But you know very few, right. I'd yeah. say like out of a, a million like uh, at least half a million times. <laughs> <You know? laughs> very few, you know. But uh, no, no, music's been good to me and I really I really am thankful that uh, I, I, I'm doing okay where I am sitting here with you guys uh, and, and, and doing an interview about my life. And, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel fortunate. I feel fortunate. I feel fortunate that I've, I've gotten to do some things. Uh, I was asked to, to put a band together to be the house band at a fundraiser at the White House. Uh Eunice Shriver had uh, special Olympics mm-hmm. that she was raising money for it. She was totally about be getting behind it and, and making sure that these people had their own Olympics, you know, that that are not are not like you and I. Uh yeah, I'd love to do that uh and be part of it. And then who's walking in and out? Eric Clapton's walking in and BB King's walking in and uh, Stevie Wonder's walking in, and <laughs> to walls. <laughs> oh, sorry, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Uh, uh, Tom Petty's walking in, and some of those things, you know, they say that you never want to meet your idol. Yeah, you know, you never want to meet your idol. Uh, and 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 so, most of the time, I think it's true. I was sitting there backstage, uh, waiting to go out to rehearse for a show that we were going to do for Special Olympics that was going to be televised on the White House lawn in a tent. And so so many celebrities were going to come and so many celebrities donate to and blah, blah, for Special Olympics. In any case, I look up in the hospitality room behind the stage and everybody had gone to the stage except Eric Clapton and me. Yeah, And I'm like, oh, shit, it's Eric Clapton. And and he's over there getting a cup of coffee. I said, hi, Eric. He looked and he goes, I was like, oh, "Okay, that's where this is going." <laughs> so I go, I go out on the stage, and we do our first song, uh, "Bells Will Be Ringing." Um, and there's a house band, and there's artists. There's John Bon Jovi, there's Eric Clapton, there's Cheryl Crow. Uh, uh-huh. We were doing, we were rehearsing the show and the order of, of that the the songs that we're gonna actually be played during the show Uh, and that was first that song Eric's song was next so uh, we get done and I had a guitar solo in the song and I'm kind of blowing smoke up my own ass but whatever (laughs) we we end the first song and he he comes over to me he's got his guitar on and his wire he's going to plug into his amp hey he says uh, do you know if this is going to be the order that the show is going to run. I said, yeah, that's the first song. You're the second song. Well, how the fuck am I supposed to follow what you just played? I was like, wow. Excuse me? I said, well, I used to lis- listen to you. That's how I learned yeah, how to play, said, listening to your records in my basement, Disraeli Gears. And he goes, oh, bullshit. And he plugged in. <laughs> and that was just one of the, the 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 times I could remember that kind of... An, it elated me and and thinking wow i i am somebody yeah yeah <laughs> i am somebody my my idols giving me a compliment um okay so the next time we do the show is a couple of years later and stevie wonder and bb king are on the show and uh bb king comes into rehearsal and it was a, a huge auditorium and a huge tent and you could see them entering the room as we're on stage rehearsing the songs that they're going to play, the songs that everybody's going to play. But I'm watching B.B. King walk down the aisle. And he gets up to the stage. I stop the band. I said, uh, Mr. King, it's B.B. I said, OK. I said, uh, if there's anything I can do to accommodate you in any way, shape, or form as far as what you need to have as far as lyrics or chord changes, whatever, talk to me, and I'll relay it to the band. I am the musical director. Well Mr Bandiera or Bobby I can call you Bobby I said, yes, positively if I can call you BB <laughs> he says uh you're you're very good and so is the band let's have some fun and it was it was a thrill to me to shake BB King's hand you know first time I met him and yeah. and have that that happen uh it was a, a big thrill for me uh it's having your heroes seeing you as peers positively yeah. it, it was is uh The end of the rehearsal that day, nine o'clock at night, Stevie Wonder comes walking in the room and and everybody's on stage. There he is. It's Stevie Wonder and he's coming down and he's got his guy because he can't see. He brings him up on the stage, sits him down behind the keyboard and... He starts playing a, a song that he had written. "You got it bad, girl. You got it bad, girl." A couple of the guys knew it, so they jumped in with him, and he did it because of that. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see if anybody was a fan or, or, or any anybody knew any songs that he was going to do. Right, so he did it, and 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 a couple of guys jumped on, and he, he was he had a grin from ear to ear. Oh, this is going to be fun. I'm glad to see that you guys are you know that camaraderie thing. Uh so we get done with that that rehearsal at ten o'clock that, that evening, get back to the hotel. And it was right at the time Gore had lost his his fight to become president. Mm-hmm. So he was gonna give his concession speech that night from his home and he was gonna have a big party, you know, instead of making it was uh, sitting in the corner and crying, I'm gonna have a big party. So I get a phone call at 10 30 from Bobby Shriver. Hey, we're all going to jump in a van and we're all going to go over to Gore's place for the, the concession speech. And we're going to party with him. You know, let's, let's call a couple of the guys in, in the house band, you know, them all and let's go, let's jump in a van. I called a bunch of the guys. We went over, he had a, a, a local band there already with all their equipment. All we had to do is walk up, pick up a guitar that they're, or two, or drums, or bass, and, and play some songs as the house band from the the, the White House uh, fundraiser. So uh, we do I don't know twenty minutes, and then the Tom Petty walks in the room with the Heartbreakers. They get up and do a half hour as Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh, uh, we get up again and we do some songs, and now I can see Stevie Wonder coming in. And, and he's got his guy, and he brings him up to the stage. Stevie, yeah, yeah, Bobby. He says, let's let's do this song. It's only got three chords. I said, all right, great. He comes up. He's behind the piano. The room could probably hold 500 people. There were probably 130 people in the room. So it was really sparse. In any case, we're playing to, to help Al Gore through his moment of, of despair. Uh, and... Stevie plays his song, gets down. His guy's taking him now to the exit sign to exit the, the place. And I started playing higher ground. The people, keep yeah. on. And uh, it was like he could see me. He he, he heard it and he went like this. He turned around. It was like he could see me. And he, he says, I could see him saying to his guy, get me back. Get me back to the stage. So he came back, and we did higher ground at the party. And I was, awesome, I was like, that's- oh, my God, this can't be happening. This is great. All right. So we go home from that, and and we get up the next day. And this is the show day. So we're going to have a dress rehearsal, and then we're going to do the show. Um, uh, dress rehearsal, Stevie's sitting there behind the, the keyboard. Bobby? Bobby? <laughs> Yes, Mr. Wonder. I told you to call me Stevie. Yes, Stevie. Yes. He says, come over here for a second. I want you to have some. I said, uh, okay. So, somewhat. <laughs> yeah. As a guy he's put his dick in
0: someone's
3: mouth,
0: <laughs> I get awfully suspicious. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. Wait a minute. You know this might be stuff. that karma. He takes the mask off. Ha <laughs> ha.
2: Wait a minute, you know that story?
3: <laughs> Shut up, call me Stevie. <laughs> I,
2: I said, yes, he, I, I want you to have some. He says, one of the songs that we're doing is Merry Christmas, baby, so to treat me nice, Otis Redding. Uh And he, there was no guitar solo in it. He says, you play the guitar solo in it. I said, cool. So, that'll be on TV. It'll be on record. And uh, I don't, it was just fun. It was fun that he he says, I heard you last night and I heard what you did at the party. He says, you, you, can, ha- you can do this. I said, of course I can. <laughs> <laughs> of course I can. And So, those were moments in my life that were elating as far as who I think I am. That's and, awesome. And now that I'm back to being nobody well, here's where, uh, here I am with you. Yeah. <laughs> with you.
0: But you did all that shit and no one can take it away from you. Yeah. No,
2: no, no. That and a dollar won't get me a cup of coffee, but yeah, they're fond memories. Yeah. They certainly are. They certainly are. Good Love stories that. to tell the grandkids. Yeah. Daddy, uh, Grandpa, who's Stevie Wonder? Ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> 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 Anyway, next question.
0: Um, so we, there's a really rich tradition of rock music down here at the Jersey Shore. Yes. Everyone knows you. Everyone knows Bruce. Everyone knows Bon Jovi and Southside. Who are some of those bands that you thought were great, that were going to make it, that just didn't make it? Hmm. Or, or, you know, or who, who do you think that's still out there
2: that people need to know about? There were some bands over the years that that I thought were good bar bands mm-hmm. you know uh nobody that I, that I ever thought had what it took as far as their original material but you never know um but I really can't say a, a, any of them that I remember um Carolyn Moss years ago was was uh was getting a lot of attention and, and she she was a decent songwriter so she she was getting some uh some buzz about her from the record companies it it, it kind of fizzled you know uh, quickly but uh uh you know uh, who else could i think of that that played local there was a band called the whirling dervishes and they were That's really a great fun name. They were really fun. Do you know who they are? I don't know who they are, but it's yeah. a great name. Yeah. And they were they were one of those bands that I, I thought, these guys are going to go somewhere. Yeah. These guys are going to go somewhere. But, uh, I, you know, all the bands I saw coming into the Stone Pony, which was kind of my my home base, they were recording acts. So they had already made, yeah. you know, uh, Joan Jett was coming through. Elvis Costello was coming through there. Huey Lewis and the News was coming through there. Um but then I hooked up with Southside, so now I was one of those as well as a songwriter, as a performer in the band. And but uh
0: Hmm. First time you saw Bruce, did you know that he was gonna
2: be huge? I the first time I saw Bruce was at a st- a stone at the stone pony at one of my gigs. So I, I heard his name. I, I knew that it was just a good songwriter. I think Rosalita was being played lots and lots. And I remember that hearing that. What year do we think this is? It's probably 1979, you know, and then a couple of years later, he meandered into the pony, and that's the night I met him. Hi, right. Bob, I'm Bruce. You mind if I come up and play a song? And and that was fun. Uh, the the room became electrified. People, you know, clustered around the stage when he when he took the stage with us, and and it was that's something I'd never experienced. People. Uh, 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 screaming at the top of their lungs for a guy that they idolized, and he, he had a couple of records out, yeah. so we, they knew who he was, and he was doing well. He was really doing well, um, uh, um, and it was a good experience. It was, it was like, wow, yeah, I want This is what I want to happen when when I walk up on stage to hear that kind of response from the audience, and it has here and there, uh, except. Playing with these other guys, it was more for them. Like I backed Southside for right. f- so long, and I backed Dave Edmonds for a couple of years, and uh, kind of feel like you lost your own identity. Kind somewhere of somewhere in the kind of feel like you lost your own identity. I better get back to who I am and and, and concentrate a little more. And I did. You don't want it to start feeling like a job, right? Right. Right. I, I want to be into what I'm doing. I want to be into. I want to be part of the songwriting, whoever I'm with. Right. Uh, but I did release a, a song that I'd written initially uh, back then. I think it was by seventy-eight or seventy-nine. Come on, Caroline. And that's the song that they were playing on the radio here and there. But uh, you know, it, it's all been a a a, a fun time. A, a, a back looking back on it, it's I wouldn't change a thing. Nice. I have,
1: a, I have a similar story to your Springsteen story. I was doing a club in up in New York, and I was about to go on. I was doing Ken's show, and he taps me on the shoulder and said, Hey, Jim Gaffigan popped in. He's going to go on before you. Oh. And I was right about to go on. I'm like, okay. So Gaffigan goes up and does a half hour and just slays the audience. Yep. And uh and then I
0: bombed. And you got a follow Because <laughs> he, ha- he didn't have the keyboard. <laughs> you, yeah, I was doing it. We, we were at a club in New York City. It was the only time I've ever seen Chris without a keyboard, and you okay. had a rough time, and it made me so happy. It made me happy to my core. <laughs> I was like, yeah, motherfucker. I was following <laughs> Gaffigan. Yeah. Listen, everyone's got to follow Gaffigan in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Took that keyboard away from you. It was like cutting uh, what's his I didn't face do that it was bad. Like Samson's- but I, you, you did give me that look. You didn't do that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good we'll try. Been, uh, I, I've been waiting years to to see you do okay. He <laughs> always kills with that keyboard. I've said. I've, I've said this many times on record. You're the only. I've yet
2: to get out to see you. I've I've, I've been tried to go a couple of that's times.
0: Of, well, we're we're
1: industry people. We're working on the yeah, same nights. The same and nights. Yeah. I'll, I'll
2: get out there to see you. Yeah, and you work with the keyboard. Yep. So big part of your act. uh I do a
1: couple of Bobby Bandiera songs. A couple of Bobby songs. <laughs> I saw some of your CDs at the show.
2: <laughs> and I'll never He see got, got Southside's permission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never see the money yeah, he ripped me off. Guy. Just take it. <laughs> it's great. I was at the columns Sunday. I'm there every Sunday of the summer, but uh, down in Avon. And Johnny came up. Hey, I'm coming by. I was like, Okay.
1: Don't sell any CDs <laughs>
2: that dinner, He came in And, and it was crowded and, and here we are in COVID and, and everybody's wondering and thinking If they should be in the room to begin with But it, it's crazy what's going on with that Anyway, he, he got up and he, he sang a song Nice A song or two I still have to call him and uh, say thank you He probably won't answer my phone call <laughs> <laughs> Just calling to say thanks <laughs> Yeah, go away in any case, th- th- this COVID thing is, is ah, man, out of control, out of control.
1: It was, it was tough for not performing and not being able to work jokes out or yeah, any, man. Any bits out for a year.
0: Oh, man. Especially as a comedian, because with the news changing every day, it was like jokes were coming every day. And you're like, I don't even know when I'll get, and by the time I get to perform them, who knows what the world will be like. Yeah. Rose, yeah. Who knows if they'll still be topical. Yeah. Yeah. It was
2: rough. Well, you got to keep the faith that we're going to get through this and, and, uh, everything's going to be okay at some point. So, Amen. Well,
0: I think, um, I think we're just about out of time. Okay. But Bobby, thank you so much You're welcome, for agreeing friend. to do this. Thank you for doing a song. You're welcome. Go out and see Bobby Thank at Sun Eagle. Sun Eagle's Golf in Club, in Eatontown September tenth and eleventh. Correct. Which night is Bruce dropping in? Because I'm gonna go to the other night because <laughs> be I, <laughs> I don't I don't need to hear all those fucking stories in between. So I'll text him Bruce, wanna come and sing Jungle land?
2: You mean the song I wrote? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Bob. Thanks though. <laughs> And anyway. uh, every Sunday, every That's- Sunday the columns, awesome. Every Sunday the columns. I'm at a Deal Lake Bar Company every Thursday, acoustic, and I've been hanging with my buddies on Monday nights at DJs. As long as I don't go back to a room with somebody sleeping with their mouth open, they'll they'll have, <laughs> me. They'll have, me. They'll have me on the stage. Well, this is so, this
0: is all right in our backyard, so let's yeah. let's plan a night and go. Absol-
2: and abs- cool. Absolutely, absolutely,
0: absolutely.
2: For See sure.
0: It, and Chris, you got you have a you have a show
1: coming up at the Count Basie. Yeah, I'll be you at the to... I'll be at the Vogel, headline in the Vogel, and I'll be there with KP Burke. Very, very funny, KP host Burke. Host
0: of American Loser, who yes. we did our episode
1: on well, Mark, Mark David Chapman on. Absolutely. And um uh Brian O'Halloran is gonna host that show from Clerks. He's, yeah. He's in town filming Clerks
0: Three. I'm a little right, salty, I, I wasn't asked, but we'll That's all right. Well,
1: I had you on the the week before. Oh, that's right. You had me at the
0: VFW. Come on. (laughs) You're more of a VFW act than a theater. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm uh, I'm breaking your balls. I'm going to come out to that. That's going to be on the 21st. Yeah, 21st of the Vogel. I'm going to be out there for. Come on now, Kahuna. Anything? Anything going on? You want to promote? uh nothing currently. Uh, it was
1: just awesome to sit in on another amazing episode of I Love Rock and Roll.
0: Yeah, this was fun. We're starting to get some really cool guests. Good. Absolutely, good, good, good. We got we have Richard Marx and Daisy Fuentes next week. Oh, cool! And oh, wow, uh,
2: man, she was killer back then. I don't know what she looks like now.
0: She still looks. Still she look. she still looks great. I just read Richard Marx's autobiography. It was one of the wildest. For a guy that had no, there's like no sex or drugs or scandal in it. It was still, I, I burned through it in three days. All the stories were so great. Wow. So, all right, everybody. Well, uh, follow us at uh, Rock and Roll Pod on Twitter. And we'll see you next week. Thank Thanks, you. Bobby. Thanks, Thanks Bobby. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.